cloves and cinnamon. It's called Woodhaven. Yeah, it's got little yellow flowers. The mile from the Figget Burn to Seafield is not the tourist part of the prom. It's used mainly by dog walkers, cyclists and joggers who pay little attention to the plant and other life to be found there. And it certainly does exist there in surprising abundance. Cleavers, also known as sticky willy. Mm-hmm. You'll all know that yes, one. Yes, yes. Which has a cucumber flavour, so you can you can eat this, make it make it into tea. Very nice. The idea behind the Edinburgh Shoreline project is to put scientists and conservationists in touch with people who live, work and play in the area. So over the next 12 months they'll have opportunities to search for little-known species, explore rock pools and mud flats, undertake practical conservation works and, and much more. The Urban Diversity Project Officer at the Botanics is Leonie Alexander. The Shoreline project is part of Edinburgh Living Landscape, which is a big ambitious greening strategy for the city. We've succeeded in getting Heritage Lottery funding and Green Infrastructure Community Engagement funding to fund a project for a year, which essentially is to raise awareness of Edinburgh's amazing shoreline and to reflect on how the shoreline could be in the future. So there are some fantastic areas, like here we are in Portobello on a beautiful evening and there's loads of people out kayaks on the water, there's people walking, there's dogs, there's bikes and this is you know, what you would hope a shoreline would deliver for the city but there are other areas that are less successful in terms of people getting access. Yeah, one thinks of Leith and yeah. Grampton, these are areas where there's just an awful lot of industrial heritage. Absolutely, and a lot of that industrial heritage is not going to be there in the future, so in a way it's about reimagining how things could be in the future and how that could benefit communities like Granton with you know, new economic opportunities um, for encouraging people down to the shoreline and to reflect really on what it currently has to offer in terms of its biodiversity interests, which is huge. It's, you know, it's all a European protected site, mostly because of the, the bird interest, but also the mudflats are really important at Cramond and to the West Drum Sands. So there's lots of biodiversity interest, and you know, what could we be doing to enhance that, working now, with local communities? Now, something that you were doing was you are going around and identifying the range of plants in particular and their importance to insect life as well. This evening, because of an initiative from local community members in Portobello, we've come out on a site visit just to have a look at some areas that might be enhanced. So looking at what plant species are there and how we might look at the management or augment those habitats with with species that maybe have been lost as a result of you know changes in management and so on so there's a lot of potential here to introduce some specific shoreline plant species maybe some plant species like sea beet which are crop wild relatives of food plants now like beetroot and chard so they could be good foraging resources in the future which would be really nice you know just trying to think what could we be doing to create habitat for groups like pollinators or maybe to consider what could be done for maybe coastal butterflies or how could we make the area just look more attractive because there's lots of flowering plants So there's all sorts of things we could be doing here and local people are obviously interested in this and really quite motivated to improve their local immunity. So where are these plants actually coming from? Are you growing them at the botanics? We've got a community initiative at the Granton Hub 
So we've set up a wildflower nursery down there and with volunteers we're growing on seeds that either we collect locally or we purchase from Scottish sources. So it's all Scottish native seed that we're using. And we're growing those on as plug plants so they can be planted out to kind of enrich or enhance areas like... You know, bits of community grassland that are actually just not really serving any particular purpose, but could be a lot better for pollinators, bees, butterflies and so on, and could look a lot better as well. So, you know, local people and just getting people involved in growing things on and then planting them out and taking pleasure from that. You mentioned that this you, know, you are down here as a result of a community initiative. Let's hear yep. from Emily O'Brien, who actually brought you down here. I cycle through the area every day on my way to work and I've always noticed you know it could be improved it could be a really lovely habitat area a nice place for people to enjoy and to encourage wildlife I got involved in some beach cleaning some litter picking events and just looked at the whole area overall and then when I heard about the shoreline project it just seemed like the perfect opportunity to be able to take forward and get their advice and their input So what sort of things have you been learning in the course of this evening? It's been great to hear Leone explaining to us about the possibilities that we have for adding plants to encourage birds and insects, even maybe making some areas to encourage bees just by building an embankment to face south and hearing all the species that she was able to find in what looked like just a stretch of grass. It was a real eye-opener, I really enjoyed it. Were you encouraged by the number of people who came down? It wasn't huge, but there was a good dozen. It wasn't huge, but I think it was the right, right number of people to be able to gather in a small group and listen to what Leonie was saying. People were giving their ideas as well. Everyone seemed quite enthusiastic and keen to see things happen. So what now? The next step's going to be another meeting with Leone to sort of reflect on what we've seen tonight, what people's ideas were and the contributions from the cat and dog home, their suggestions. She'll help us put together a plan of what, what we actually need to do, what things we need to organise to make it happen and we'll, we'll start picking some dates for the community to get involved. So you haven't yet got something like a Facebook page or anything like that as yet? No, I've been advertising this event tonight just on Porty People on Facebook. I haven't got a separate page set up, but I've been contacting different community groups like the Portobello Time Bank about what's happening and they've been very keen. The Shoreline Project are building a website as well where they'll have a calendar centrally to show all the community events that are happening along Edinburgh shoreline. So So you haven't yet made contact with any of the other groups who are perhaps doing similar things? Well, I've been in touch with Time Bank (laughs) and Plastic Free Porty. I haven't been in touch with other groups who are doing the shoreline project, so maybe that would be the next thing to do as well, find out a bit more about what other people are doing. You sound quite keen. Yes. (laughs) I hope we can make a real difference here. I think it would be great if we can. Leonel Alexander, can I come back to you? How important is it to have people like Emily and groups along the force to make this project really fly? It's fundamental. So there's kind of two parts to the project. One is that we're having a kind of co-produced exhibition at the Botanic Garden in Edinburgh over the summer, so that's during the festival months. And the idea behind that is to present the history and the biodiversity of the shoreline and to essentially celebrate that 
to get people's opinions on how they would like the shoreline to be in the future. So that's the sort of reimagining bit. We're selecting local community input to express their kind of bit of the shoreline and how they feel about their locality. So is there already a network of groups? What we're hoping as a result of this project, what we would like the legacy to be is that there would be a group of people who would like to take responsibility for the entire Edinburgh shoreline. The Edinburgh shoreline is long and thin. It's 27 kilometres long. And at the moment, the groups are quite distinct. So there's very distinctive communities like here at Portobello. And we would like to see it really more as a system because there's lots of shared resources here. You know, if you think about, wouldn't it be great to be able to walk or cycle the Edinburgh shoreline? That would be one thing. And to be able to manage habitat. So there was a sort of continuum of habitat that was good for biodiversity. And then clearly they all share the incoming and the outgoing tides. So, you know, that's a shared resource. So the communities are absolutely fundamental to this. And what we can offer is some encouragement and small amounts of finance to kind of selected communities to do their thing. But essentially it's going to be a success if there's community buy-in. That's really what it's all about. The Shoreline Exhibition will run from the 23rd of July to the 23rd of September. And as Emily said, keep an eye on 40 people on Facebook for local updates. And anyone who'd like to get involved can contact Charlotte Johnson of the Botanics. Her email is posted above. So that has those really complex seed heads with little hooks on the end that attach to your clothing or to your dog.